Welcome everybody back to the Game Within the Game podcast. We got a whole crew here with us today. Our main man, big brother, little brother, nephew, back from New York City and CBS, Shelvin Mack. Welcome back to the pod, my brother. How you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good. I'm glad to be back with my people back in my circle. I've been working a lot with March Madness going on. It's been an unbelievable opportunity working with CBS, seeing how things work on the opposite end. So don't get mad when I tell you it ain't, it ain't how you supposed to do things. You got to do it a certain way. So I'm, I'm, I'm with the big dogs now. Uh, we we love you. We can't wait to tell you how wrong you was. Just wait a minute. Give us a couple of minutes. Wait a couple of minutes. We got the bluegrass bad boy, Coach Petey, back in the building with us. What's up, Coach? What's up, fellas? Yeah, y'all already know what it is. We back to get to the real. My main man, VA's finest, Rodney Barnes. What's up, Crib? Yes, sir. You know, I'm sipping. I'm sipping. I keep that bourbon in my cup. I'm ready to talk. Let's go. I'm on that bourbon right now. This is your co-host, T. Edge. We about to get to it. You know, we've been talking March Madness, and uh, we're just going to jump right in. There's a lot of things going on right now. We're in the middle of the tournament, but the thing that still caught my eye, I got uh, the Daily Mail reported uh, this this week. Uh, quote, we're uncomfortable in our own locker room. Leah Thomas, UPenn t- teammate, tells how trans swimmer doesn't always cover up her male genitals when changing, oh, when changing and concerns go ignored by the coach. What you think about Leah meeting the locker room swinging, man? Sheldon, so, where you at? So, so damn, I, I go corporate. I come straight back to this then, huh? That's what we talking about off <laughs> the jump? Oh, my oh, God. Oh, oh let, let me preface this, uh, Mr. CBS. We support Leah Thompson, Thomas and everything she do, whatever your transition is. However, there's some people uncomfortable in that locker room. Would you be uh, uncomfortable, Mr. I Matt? would definitely be uncomfortable. Me as a grown man in the locker room with other grown men, and I know they're men, and, and they walking around butt neck and other stuff. Hey, 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 young fella, throw a towel on, man. We ain't trying to see all that. <laughs> hey, we, we, we in the shower, so, clean up, get up and get out. We don't need to see all the extra stuff and keep it very simple and keep it moving. But I think it's a respect thing. Been in the locker room for over 20 years is like you just don't sit there butt naked in your locker another thing just a respect thing for everyone else and also understand media members might come in and it is kind of unacceptable and it's definitely unacceptable when you're a transgender athlete dealing with other people you should make everyone feel kind of comfortable in the situation that's how i feel about it Rod, I know how you like to walk around at your own house with no towel. You got to on right now. <laughs> well, look, when, when, the, when, the kid, when the kid's away, I'm like baby boy at the, in, the, in the front of the refrigerator. You know what I mean? I'm letting it hang out. But look, that's a whole separate situation when you're in the locker room, right? People are already uncomfortable. So I don't know if there's any validity to this statement or not, but certainly... I, look, I don't like being in the locker room at the local YMCA when somebody's walking around butterball. You know what I mean? So cover up when you have to, especially in this particular situation. Some people is just too comfortable. I mean, in 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 that setting, like you said, you gotta know your you gotta know your settings. And Leah, she know Shim know better. <laughs> so let, let me say this. So Robbie, no better. You he's not gonna not gonna walk around in the locker room. My bad. He's not gonna lock around walk around in the locker room. With my daughters and they're swinging. I don't care if you say that you're a woman or not. You know, some things, some things you got you got to draw the line. And you know, it's you you look at the the desegregation and all of that. But y'all, we great we great get back into it. 
I mean, when 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 you're crossing genders and you're changing genders, I mean, you have to have gender specific places for these people. And it's and it's and, and it's sad to say, but you know, it's just something that I feel that that's the need. You know, that if you if you're crossing genders, you have to you you can't just freely move in certain areas if you're crossing genders. That's just my opinion. Well, hey, I definitely I, I definitely agree with that. It's, it's like it's a certain thing when it, and like being in a professional locker room when the coaches walk in, everybody throw their towel on and look look. I don't know what you want to call it, presentable or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's just it's just inappropriate. Yeah, don't That's the best way I can jump. Say. And look, let's be honest, right? So at the local YMCA or or at your local gym, I'm uncomfortable when I see anybody I'm not familiar with walking around butt naked with their crank out there hanging. And listen, we all grew up in locker rooms. I'm not, I'm not, I'm kind of immune and numb to a naked body. I'm okay with it. We've seen it in the locker room. Excuse me. I've taken showers with, with grown men. I mean, I understand a locker room culture, but it, it, it shocked me because of all the support, well, all the uh, vitriol that she's been having, uh, you know, around her being a transgender athlete, didn't know it was that type of heat going on in that locker room, which makes it very mm. interesting. You know, my question is, why do you think it came out? You know, right now, uh, uh, it could have came out early. Yeah, I don't know why I came uh, came out, but it's like the same thing. We like we have a lot of professional uh, women who are referees in the NBA. They have a completely locker room than the other referees in the NBA. But it's, it it comes to a point is like when you're trying to make someone feel comfortable is like you're a woman, but you got this situation going on. Is I I don't understand. I, like what Pete said, uh and what Pete and Ronnie said. I don't need that around my daughter and then when i go down the street to the gym dude walking around hey bro come on man cover yeah. that up we don't need to see that right now <laughs> those parts are not sold separately man they just not <laughs> you know they come with the whole package no pun intended and that's just how it be but we, we definitely wish leah thompson the best of luck in her career and the university of pennsylvania when it comes down to swimming all right so we're in the middle of march madness shelvin we're gonna talk about you now, you wouldn't hear the last couple of pods. We talked about you on that electric blue suit. You were sitting on the CBS telling about you're going to roll with the Kentucky Wildcats all the way. We know your bracket busted all up to be damned. <laughs> Final four looking a little funky right now. I like what we see. Uh, St. Peter's kept rolling tonight. Just you guys know, tonight's the last night of the Elite Eight. Uh, our Final four is set. St. Peter's was a great Cinderella. I love it. Uh, I'm going to start with you, Ryden. What you think about the Final four? Who you got? Are you intrigued by the matchups? I am intrigued by the matchup. I, I really think that the Duke-North Carolina game is going to be a great basketball game for ages. Just given what has happened, North Carolina beat Duke at, in camera for, <laughs> for Coach K's last home game. So, right? so this is the potential la- Coach K's last game in college if they lose. And it's a and it's a chance if you win to go to the championship game. And it's Duke, North Carolina. So that already has the implications of it. So I think that's gonna be a great matchup. You got athletes all across the board, one through six. Duke seems to be an athletic team that runs a little bit deeper. Um, North Carolina doesn't play as many uh, folks out on the floor. I say all that to say, I watched Kansas tonight for the first time. Them boys are tough. I got Kansas winning it all. Mm. What are you rolling with, Pete? 
running. Oh, I I like I, <laughs> the intel on the Duke North Carolina game is perfect. Uh, you know, I'm a Duke fan, and our Duke fans, we ask for this. This is the we have never played North Carolina in an NCAA tournament game, and you great give us <laughs> North Carolina in the Final Four after they did they beat us on Coach K's last game on our to, home to, court to death, Pete. To, to <laughs> death. right? To, to death, to death. No, they were wrong. Coach K asked for this opportunity. We have it. That game right there is a must-see game. The Kansas Villanova game, I think that game is going to be good. I don't think Kansas pulls that game out right. I, I, I'm, I'm going to roll with Villanova Villanova versus Duke, and Duke wins that game. Duke's the national championship. Duke, Duke wins the national championship. Coach K goes out on top. It's a storybook ending. There you go. I, I do want to make one point. Uh, I want to make one point about Villanova for those who didn't see the game or are not up to speed, but they did lose one of their starters to an Achilles tear that could be a serious blow to their overall weaponry as they go into that game against Kansas. They got to come. You got to come. Look, you can't, you got to leave it all on the floor. Shelvin knows having, you know, played a few years himself at Butler, you got to leave it all out on the floor. There ain't, Who's, whoever's going to win, the best teams will win at this point. Yeah, it's an unbelievable situation. I think when you do a the committee, when you make an NCAA tournament, you want this kind of Final Four, all the Blue Bloods. Uh, besides UK, my bracket got busted with them. I, my suit, I thought they, I thought they, <laughs> they, 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 they the had, electric blue suit did it. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 it did. I might bring it back out. Go with Kansas, but uh, it's gonna be a, <laughs> I, I, I don't know what's going. Well, look, if it's blue, Michelle, if it's blue, you can, you can, you look, you could just say you wore it. Don't you tell can't me be wrong. Is. You can't be wrong, right? You, I, you I, won't I be right no matter what, you know. But I, I got a North Carolina blue suit too that be popping. I think I might wear that too. But it's gonna be, it's gonna be a great Final Four, as y'all mentioned. Uh, Duke playing against UNC. Crazy part about that, it's a, it's a CBS that I get all these random notes and stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. So if St. Peter's would have made it, St. Peter's is the last team. I don't know how to word it. St. Peter's is the is the team that beat Coach K in his, la- in his first season coaching college basketball. Mm-hmm. So they had they would have had an opportunity to beat him in that situation. But Duke, North Carolina is going to be crazy. It's going to be one of the biggest games ever since when I played um, Kobe's last game with Utah Jazz. It's going to be kind of that kind of atmosphere with Coach K going out. Then on the other side, what Rodney mentioned, you got Villanova versus Kansas. I would like Villanova, but losing a star player with Achilles injury, one of their best players with Achilles injury is kind of tough, where Villanova only playing six to seven guys in the first place. And their style of play is completely different. But what Tory said earlier with Remy Martin, he, he was the preseason player of the year. He just catching his rhythm, getting back going, but it's also certain hurting the All-American Ochi Abachi on a team. He hasn't been playing very well because you got another guard come in. So it should be a great, a great final four. Much anticipated. Everybody's looking forward to. I don't have an answer for y'all who I think are gonna win it yet. I got, I, got <laughs> I, don't, I don't want you to say nothing. Wait, 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 wait got, till you get to New Orleans, man. Yeah, I gotta wait for my notes to, to come in on I gotta wait for my notes to come in on Tuesday. And I got better I got y'all better. Hey, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna give you some notes right now, man. So let me get my, as far as Coach K goes, let me get my best boys to men together. It's so hard <laughs> to say goodbye. Let me tell you something, boys and men, Villanova bringing boys and men out there because North Carolina going to put the shovel on uh, Coach Coach K's head, man. Shout out to the Duke Blue Devils. The only thing I wish is, is that, 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 that matchup between North Carolina and Duke 
was the final game, not the mm. first game in the final four. It's going to be a great one. I agree with you. I think North Carolina tough. They got their number. I do think Duke is playing inspired. They're young, though, man. They're young. They're talented. Carolina's really, really good. As far as so Jay Wright, I got, go ahead. I, I, got, I got something with that. Uh, we're going to spring along with, it, with the conversation because we was in the studio talking about it. It's crazy how sports work. We all been part of teams. You know, it's different between a bad season and a great season. Early in December, everybody went to Hugh Davis gone. Like, they suck. ACC's terrible and all this. He went three games, well, four games to get to the Final Four, but beat Duke and changed the whole trajectory of their season. How do y'all guys feel about that within sports? Is it is it too early in the season to say someone sucked? Or two or three games matter. I, I think I think both people can be right, and I'm gonna tell you why. One thing, the reason I love March Madness, and I don't want to hear a whole lot of stuff from fans about March Madness, especially when it comes to uh, uh, college football playoff. We'll talk about that later. The truth is, the hot team win in, in the tournament, man. You know, the best team always don't win the NCAA basketball tournament. A lot of times they do, but a lot of times they don't. Whoever's the hottest, whoever's got good guard play kind of depends on how they're rolling at the time. But if you look at Jay Wright, listen, this guy is as accomplished as anybody that's sitting in the Final Four. This man's got two uh, national championships, been in the Final Four, 2009, 2016, 2018, and 2022 this year. The man can flat out coach. He's got a great system. He knows what he's doing. I know he's got a star player down, but I got the Villanova Wildcats cutting down all the nets. That's a hot take. Don't at me, hmm. that's right, Pete. With, with, that's with right. losing, losing the losing the start, they're gonna play inspired, homie. Don't put no money on that game. I can tell you that much right now. <laughs> Don't put no money on that game. Look, and 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 the way that I know that the Carolina do game to me is look, I love I love Villanova, the program, I love the history behind it up in Philly, love Kansas, obviously, Bill Self, one of the top coaches when you look at national championships. My national championship game is the Duke-North Carolina game. I'm just going to say it. And the, and the fans are speaking that as well. Because if you go on Ticketmaster right now, because as y'all were talking, I punch it in, $2,500 for a nosebleed ticket is what they're going for retail. People know. Basketball fans know. Sports fans know. People who know athletes know. That's going to be a great game, great matchup. And I want to give a shout-out to Armando Baycott, who's from right here in Richmond, VA, Talk with about the Trinity it. High School, big Talk man. About it. He's dropping. He's dropping buckets. Yeah. They throw that ball down to him low, but on the same end, I don't know where the big man from uh, from Duke. I love me some Williams. I love watching the big man for Williams. Van uh, Caro seems good, but Williams to me is the big man. Is a throwback from back in the day when I watched Ewing and Elijah. He just gets buckets. So yeah. it's going to be a great matchup. Great matchup. We'll see. We'll see next what. October, I mean, April 2nd, April 3rd is the championship game. When we when we all get back together again, we'll see how good we've all made our pick. But Pete, yeah. is Huber Davis, is you is Huber Davis a great coach? He lucky, he hot. What's I'm not going to, I can't say Huber Davis is a great coach. I can't say great because. If he cut his, it down, would he, would his, he be his in the body, his body, His body of work is not, it's not, you can't consider that body of work great. But what was what was the second one, Uncle T.I.? Or does Pete, he hold suck on. as a coach? If, I, yeah, <laughs> I, on, I'm not saying. If, if, the, if the man wins a national championship and they cut the nets down, you got to put him in a category yeah. that 
you got to put them in the category of great coaches, considering where they were. They lost to Wake Forest earlier this year. You know, in NIT teams, they lost to a few NIT teams. And to be able to gel and get those players to play as a cohesive unit, I think, you know, speaks to coaching, but also speaks to, you know, the players are now eating in the dining hall. They're making them yeah. late night meal runs. Like they got that camaraderie and they were able mm -hmm. to build that together. I heard Hubert Davis say something that I never said very quickly. He said, there are three types of people in this world. Mm -hmm. People who want to fight, people who don't want to fight, and people who are looking to fight. He said he wants people to look to fight. That's a coach that I, that's the type of coach that I want to play for. That's, and, and, and I look at it and don't get me wrong. Any, I, I, I believe, I'm a firm believer. Any coach that wins a national championship when everybody's going for it, you are a great coach. You see what I'm saying? Because you've done everything right to get there. Because to win a national, to win any championship, you can't make many mistakes on the way. And if you do make mistakes, it's about what you do to bounce back from them and how fast you can bounce back from them. You see what I'm saying? In game. Because coming, coming down the stretch, Hubert, he has found a way to motivate his team. He's found a style of play that, I mean, when they start their, their their offense, when you're playing, man, they start their offense right when they cross half court. It's giving their guys more space. So what Hubert's done is set back. He let his guys play early, and he watched, and he figured out what's the strengths of my players? What, what can I implement that's going to put my players in the best situation to be successful? Give them more space. Give, let, my, let my big shoot the jumper. Your guy from Richmond VA, he gets the rebounds. He's down there by himself. And one-on-one, -on -one, you're not going to out-rebound him. You see what right. I'm saying? So if you spread the floor, you get the shots off the rim. What's your, what's your man's name from VA? Baker, you talking about Armando? Yeah, I don't know any North Carolina players. I'll never know any <laughs> North Carolina players. That's just me. So the big fellow from North Carolina, he gets the rebounds one-on-one. -on -one. You're not going to out-rebound him one-on-one. -on -one. Hubert Davis has found the right system that works for his team. He wins a national championship. If he beats Coach K twice in his last season, Hubert, I'll tip my cap. Yeah. You got the GRE. You still got to get the AT, though. You get me? Do it count of Villanova beat him. Do it count of Villanova. Do it count of Villanova take him out, though. No. No, you ain't done nothing. You got to win it. I mean, you do have to win it. And I think in coaching, I think what it shows is, you know, we can all Monday morning quarterback, but we know it's hard to win a game, let alone a championship. So you got 300 plus teams in the NCAA or whatever it is, and mm -hmm. you come out on top. Like, look at Gonzaga. We talk about that program, and I had I thought this was Gonzaga's year this year. But you look at Gonzaga. They con consistently getting that number one seed, consistently getting knocked out of the tournament, right? So. But they talk mm -hmm. about how great of the a coach that the Gonzaga coach is. He, but, but, but at what point do you say, ah, he's a good coach, but they, they can't, they don't ever win it. Well, well, they don't hold win on, the hold big on, game. hold on, Rodney. Let me say this real quick. Cause I got an interesting take about Mark Few in, in Gonzaga. I really, I think he's a great coach. Uh, and mm -hmm. I'll say this because Gonzaga, they're in the West coast conference. I know how Shelvin feel about Gonzaga. They don't play anybody all year and they get to the tournament and they got an issue. They got a situation. However, this man has built that program from he damn near nothing to a national, uh, not a reputable, not just a reputable power, their national power. 
I honestly think if Brad Stevens would have stayed at Butler, Butler would be Gonzaga too. That so, said, go ahead. I, I think I think it's completely opposite when you when you put that together. If Coach Stevens would have stayed at Butler, it would be a Villanova. A lot of people don't give Villa, a lot of people mm. don't give Villanova they love and credit for what Jay Rice been doing. And we talking about the basketball coach. though, man. And we talking about coaches or whatever. And the final four, three of the coaches in the final four are Hall of Fame coaches. Jay Rice in the Hall of Fame, Mark Hughes in the Hall of Fame, Coach K. Hubert Davis is not. So that's the comparison. I don't think me personally, I don't think Coach Few is a is a great coach. He reminds me a lot of, of Calipari. He's a great recruiter can get players there and get stuff done. When it's time to make the X's and O's, it's a separation when it comes to coaching. Like over the past few games, Duke, I think they played, I'm giving y'all my CBS stats and stuff again. Mm-hmm. I think on the season, they part, they, they part, nah, I'm telling you, on the season, they probably played about 6% of zone defense. In a tournament, he was like, I got to win. I'm going to switch it up. We playing strictly zone. So they've been playing zone the past few games. We gave them the ads when other teams is preparing for this. But they've been working on this in January and February. And that's a, that's a great coach. Understand that we're going to need this in March. We're not – there's no way his zone's working when he put it in three days ago because it's a matchup. Like, we've been working right. with it all year. It's, it's like, it's a, all right, now it's the time to put it in. I mean, like, y'all all, y'all, y'all, all, y'all all football players, y'all been working on the, the reverse in <laughs> October. And y'all pull you it work. out. You pull it out on – December, uh, January 3rd in the in the uh, BCS mm-hmm. Final Four game, you score a touchdown off of it. Because no right. one's seen it, but you've been doing it all year. But let me disagree with you a little bit there when it comes down to Mark Few. Mark Few hasn't been getting great recruits his whole career at Gonzaga. He's been doing it with two and three-star players. Only till recently with Suggs, he's been getting a couple of McDonald's All-Americans, man. Now, listen, you can go back to Adam Morrison, which is Adam fine. Mor- Adam Morrison won a player of the year. But, but was he a McDonald's All American? I don't care. If he wasn't a McDonald's All American, if it was not a McDonald's All American, that don't make. Listen, he wasn't recruiting great players. He got players to fit his system, and got good players to do the best within that system. Adam Morrison won the best player in college basketball. He just won the College Player of the Year, which makes few a really good coach to coach that type of player in that type of system. He wasn't recruiting the best. If you want to look at, if you want to look at Duke. If you want to look at Carolina, they get the best of the best every year. All right. Since 2000, I think Adam Morrison won 2007. I don't think uh, Duke had a player of the year since then. North Carolina hasn't had a player of the year since then. And Villanova haven't had a player of the year since then. Yeah, uh, uh, Duke did. Zion, Zion Williamson was a player of the year. Jaleel yeah, Okafor. Yeah. Yeah, uh, they got hey, player hey, Duke, of the year. Zion Williamson was 100 percent the player. Of the but now nah, I get. So they just had one right. two years ago. But now nah, I, I get where you're going though. I, I got to check it. on that. But but okay, he had that. But you got but you got Drew Timmy. Good player, not not a and, great player, not a McDonald's All American. Suggs McDonald's All American, and he he was one and done. Holgren's I mean, a McDonald's All American. Yeah, I mean Holgren's going to be a Holgren should be in the NBA soon. I mean, I don't know. I know Timmy. We've had conversations about Timmy. I mean, it, the fact of the matter is, you, as a good recruiter, you, you bring in those players with the expectation to win. He's been able to successfully recruit, which is equated to win, which is equated to a number one seed. Let's be honest. He just hasn't delivered with the, with the chip yet. That, I mean, that's really the but, separating factor. But, but, but this and is what I, I'm getting I, at, though, Crib. This is what I'm getting at at Butler. 
they didn't have McDonald's All-Americans. They had players that fit that system in real NBA players. Shelvin Mack, was you a McDonald's All-American? Not at all. Thank so. you. And, and now listen, you're a really good high school basketball player. Okay, Gordon Haywood was not a McDonald's All-American. He recruited guys that fit his system that could straight up and down hoop. And I think he developed those kids in college in a system that worked well for them. Clearly, he had two NBA players on his team, but he had other people around him that could complement that system that made them good. And Butler wasn't a flash in the pan. Gonzaga's not a flash in the pan. They're good all the time. And it's not because of McDonald's All-Americans. It's because of the players he recruits. Now, that said, he can't win the big one. Butler didn't get Butler should Butler should have one. We ain't gonna talk about Matt, that. Matt, I don't know what you just said because you just you just switched the completely up. No, me. I, but let I me, get what me. he's saying. But but Pete, real quick, I would say that huh? right. So I think the difference is so to me, great has to equate to chips. You gotta win, win the it. Chip. Like I get it. Right. Get you gotta it. you gotta win it. Like so. You can you can have successful twenty win seasons and be a you know be a great motivator, be a great coach, be a, a great recruiter, but then not win the championship. So you know Bill Self, I think he's got one, maybe two. You know Hubert Davis goes into an elite coaching uh, carousel if he's able to pull off a chip this year with the team that he's had, where they've come from, right? Like so, this is a different environment. I mean, I don't want to be a great coach. So I, I got I got something for y'all. Another topic with the great coach stuff. How can you be a great coach when you coaching great? Only you only coaching great players. Let me. Can you I can I tap great. in? Can I tap in with the Gonzaga real quick? Please. Yeah, tap in. Okay. So so Mark Mark Few, right? You, you've been coaching Gonzaga. Y'all been winning. You've been number one. You're getting 30, 30 win seasons, and you keep having the same outcome. Why? because you haven't changed anything. You haven't upgraded. You don't play anybody during your season. We all know this, right? So what is he looking for? He's just looking for false success. He's telling guys, hey, come here, man. We can come out here. We're going to play in the NCAA tournament. You're going to get 30 wins. So basically what he's doing is just boosting confidence to players who might not have the confidence, i.e. a Suggs. You see what I'm saying? Suggs was a McDonald's All-American, right? But he he comes to Gonzaga and he turns into a dominating player with the success he has. You say you play less competition, you build him up for success, and then you just send him to the NBA. Right? Hey, is, Mark, and, is Marv Levy a great coach? He coached the Buffalo Bills. He, he's the head co- <laughs> was the head coach of the Buffalo Bills for the four straight Super Bowls. Didn't win one well, of them. Did, yeah, that's what, what, so a great what coach, though? No, nobody's so, ever so, done that, though. So understand this. Coaches lose championships. Players win championships. You got me? And Unless you beat Carroll, that's 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 just that coach lost them a chip. But 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 that's no. Actually, if you look at it, Russell Wilson caught that play. But that's okay. that's another story. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Pete Pete trusted Russ to do the to get the job done because Pete knows players win championships. A coach, hey, listen, I can coach you up. I can give you everything you need to get here. But in that championship, it's a one-game scenario. A one-game scenario, and the most disciplined team wins. That's it. That's it. The most disciplined team wins. But the, but the discipline the discipline comes from you coaching them all year, and they understand. Yes. Do this and do and not do that. Right. Right. For sure. Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. And that and that and that comes from the coaching. But the thing is, in that in that aspect, in that pressure situation, as a player, a coach a, a coach in a timeout. 
hey man, we've all been in championships. In a timeout, you ain't thinking about nothing that coach is talking about, right? If if you not trusted that, if you don't trust that coach, you go to the you go to the timeout. I played for coaches in championships that they just sat back and just let us work. And I play for coaches who's been hand on, hands on. And the and the players know that if if we have a coach that really that that can't handle themselves in a situation, Uncle T, we was talking about about the Jawan Howard situation, about the coaches. If a player knows who their coach is, right? Yeah. They they see their coach and they know they coach. And if they trust their coach, then they do what their coach says, and that's more dis- the most disciplined team, and they end up winning. So speaking that's, on the coaching situation. We saw the same. We all saw what happened over this past week with Jimmy Butler. My bad. Yep. When supposedly he told Spoelstra and Udonis Haslam, <laughs> "Y'all not, y'all not anything without the Wayne Wade." So how do you feel if Spoelstra is a coach or whatever, and how is he supposed to react coach. to that? I think, I think, I think Spoelstra is a great coach. Uh, just like I think <laughs> Shaheem Holloway is a great coach too. We'll talk about that later because he don't have the talent and got as far as he did. Spoelstra took a team. It in my opinion, in the NBA, maybe not in college, in the NBA, it's probably harder to coach a team full of superstars and, and, and Hall of Famers than it is to coach a bunch of role players with one superstar. What he did with LeBron, he learned a lot of lessons from Dallas. I, I lived that. I watched him live that lesson from Dallas. They went the uh, space and pace uh, situation, and he got them to be the best version of themselves. What he did with the Miami Heat, and they lost to the Lakers two years ago or three years ago in the bubble. That just solidified him as a great coach to me. And I'm not going to say, hey, he only won it because he had D-Wade. All right, two things with that. I'm going to let Rodney, Rodney go, go next. So first off is that he has Pat Riley, who's a great coach, who's helping him making all of these decisions. Get that man his Second, credit, Mac. Secondly, <clears throat> he got some max players on his team. Everybody in the NBA get paid. Everybody on 18, somebody on 18, at least two or three guys on 18 making 30 million dollars. $30 million a year. So he has Kyle Lowry don't deserve it. Uh, all right, that's your opinion. He won a championship <laughs> beforehand. And Kyle Lowry wasn't on that team, I don't think either. But no, he's but, on the team now. I know, but we but you brought up the the getting them to the championship. That part. No, Kyle Lowry Kyle well, Lowry. Well he wasn't that in. But but no, he no, wasn't he on that team. But that, I know he wasn't that on team. That team that, t- that team had one max player, Drogic. That was it. No. Jimmy Butler was on that team. He ain't a max guy, is he? Yes, he's a max guy. He's making about right. t- over 25. Jimmy Butler. God bless. Uh, all right. That's what I'm saying. Oh, cold at, country. At, 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 it's the same saying they tell us all the time in Scout Report. Hey, they get paid too over on the other side. I don't think it's sweet. They get paid yeah, too. On scholarship. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. What do you think about it, Rodney? Well, I mean, for him to make that comment, it, it, it's some truth in this statement, right? Like, D-Wade is one of the top NBA, he's going to go down in history as one of the top NBA players. They had a tool that wasn't available to many NBA teams toolbox at that time. Yes, he helped win, you know, an NBA championship for them. So to Pete's point, I think we were talking about what Mark Few needs to do. He needs to change, that Miami needs to adjust. They need to change. Jimmy Butler is not D-Wade. He can't do what D-Wade did. So in terms of whatever his grievance is that he has with Udonis Haslam, and uh, Spolcher at this time, they need to make some adjustments. That's what good coaches do. That's what we're talking about. Work with the tools that you have in your toolbox to get the W. See, I, what, I see what, nothing. I'm sorry, Rodney. 
No, I was going to say, I see nothing wrong with the statement, but I, he, he's obviously a lot closer to it than, than what I am. Right. I, I, so me looking at the situation, looking at, looking at Spolstra, and me just looking at coaches in general, right? You find something that works one way, right? And, and, and I'm talking organizations, coaches, the whole nine. You find something that works one way and you want to keep going to it. You can't keep going back to that well because you're going to empty it. It might have worked in that situation. It's not going to work in this situation. Every year is a new year. Every game's a new game. Every play's a new play. That's 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 how I coach. I mean, every everything is its own entity. Every play, you go into every play. You see what I'm saying? You every game, every everything just it continues to grow and bigger and bigger and bigger. But you have to start at the the base of it. And the base of it is, as a coach, when you have your system, right? So as a coach, you have your system coming in, but Spolster came into a system where he had someone who was showing him how he did it. He went and got three guys like he did with the Lakers and go win a championship. You see what I'm saying? That he showed Spolster this way. So that's what Spolster took to because he had success. You see what I'm saying? When you have success doing something, it's hard to go away from it as a coach. Because it worked. And you know, you understand that as a coach, you're not going to win every championship unless you coach Pete. You know what I'm saying? So, well, I mean, that's, that's just, that's just honest. y'all. I'm just being well, honest. No, but I, mean, uh, I think, I think, I think the point that you're making around that around, like, look, success, I, you want to, you want to duplicate what you've done in the past. Look at the NFL. The NFL is the biggest copycat league. Copycat league. That's right. right. Watch how, like, so I remember like when I was watching NFL and coming up, we had the, like to, to give some reference, give Miami Dolphins some shout out to Unc T down there, okay. but right. Mark Clayton, Duper, you know, th- those receivers, smaller stats, receivers that were smaller in stature. But then you, you, you look, you go back a few years, you had Randy Moss, Megatron, six, five receivers that you could just throw the ball up to. Watch what the league does now. Tyreek Hill, they will go, they're going to, the league's going to go down to smaller uh, receivers that are smaller in stature so that they want these fast, quick, shifty type of receivers. Mm-hmm. Success breeds success. They want to try to duplicate. But you got to yeah. have that self-awareness. You got to know when to make the change and make the right adjustment. So mm-hmm. I, I agree with y'all. I got something for you, uh, uh, TT. We talking about success, brain change, and great coaches. Is Jim Beheim a great coach? He has never shifted from the 2-3 zone a day in his life. They still play that to this day right now. But but Mac, they if you're the play. very best, if you're the very best at it, do you have to change it? Is what I'm saying. So the two three zone is different. They play their two three zone a little bit different than everybody else in the country. Their two three zone is the they, people go to Jim Beheim to learn how to play the two three zone. Yes, can I say this? To, they you have to switch um, because I could be the best singer in the world, but no one's listening to my music. I'm not the best singer in the world anymore. Right, and Jim Beheim's lost. Jim Bayham's lost more with the two three zone than anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I'm not the, so it, it, so that's how won, I look at it. Yeah, he won it with Carmelo. That's he it. has not won it in the last 17 years. <laughs> he ain't never he won it after that. Yeah, getting your head beat in. It's is he a great coach? He has the wins and all that, but he has never changed and got away from him. It's like all right, it's it's not working. It's my foundation. If something go wrong, I can go back to it. But I'm in my ways. It's like, it's what we're doing. This is it. It worked for me in 2003 when I had a top three pick and one of the yeah. best scorers all time in the NBA. That's why it worked. Well, the way well it no doubt. Well, well, no doubt. Well, well, no doubt. But let me say this. 
the way way behind recruits, he recruits those long players who can play in that zone in a, in, in a certain way. Listen, I don't have a problem with having a foundation that works. I have a problem with a coach who don't adjust, okay, which is, a, I think, right. what Davis is doing. Like, if you don't adjust, that's your problem as a coach. But it's okay to have a base foundation that just works. That just I works. Agree. Coach that's K, okay. Coach K I got agree. a foundation of how he coached. But he switched. Well, he had. Yeah, I was going to say he had he a foundation because Sheldon and, and I were talking it. about this. Right. He switched. So you, the traditional Duke team, as we as we man. all know, well, just I'm just looking at personnel. Wojo, JJ Reddick. You know what I mean? Great, they, they, great they, they, they got no, they got no white dudes. Is that what you're saying? John Shire. Well, look, what you saying. That's what you're saying, Rodney. They got more white dudes. They got more white dudes who can play. Is that what you're saying? If they got 13, 14 people on the team, that's starting what? They run six, seven, six, seven deep. They don't look like Grayson Allen or JJ Reddick yeah. out there. That's not a, think, that that is not a typical Duke team. I don't care what nobody says. The right. typical the typical player that Duke has recruited has been a Trajan Langhorn. Um, you know, they uh I can't think Grant, of a few of them there. Grant, Grant Mike, yeah, Shane, Shane Battier. Shane Battier. 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 Jason Williams. But, but, but Jason you're Williams. Freak right? athletes. You're naming freak right. athletes here. Top, no, no. top athletes, but we're not naming freak. That, they're, they're not considered athletes at all. Grant Hill. Grant Hill. Grant Hill. I wouldn't put Grant Hill. He's showing his beard, his age. Don't got to worry about that. Yeah. Grant Hill ain't an athlete in there right now. He's a great athlete. He was a great athlete when he was at Duke. He was a great athlete in Detroit. He was a rookie of the year. He would be in the Hall of Fame right now if he did not get hurt. Well, hold up. I'm, I'm going to take y'all even back a little because I'm going I'm to age myself. I know they like to call me grandpa. But look, Grant Hill is, is to this day still one of the top athletes to come out of the state of Virginia. And yeah, Virginia has yeah, Virginia yeah, has some athletes. So, Can um, I do a shameless plug real quick, Rodney, while you want that? Uh, shout out to Phoebus High School and Lakeisha Fret who broke Grant Hill's scoring record and rebound record in Virginia. Grant Hill is a phenomenal athlete. I say he's the best player to ever play at Duke, period. Hands down, don't even talk to me about it. That's how I feel about Grant Hill when it comes to Duke. My issue is very simple with the system and the players they recruit. I think Coach K went away from that a long time ago. We just don't want to acknowledge it. When he started recruiting the one and duns, he started following John Calipari, started getting his yeah. one and duns, started with Kyrie, started with Elton Brand, and the team started looking real different. When right you start seeing team. break, right. when you start seeing braids instead of fades, you yeah. knew Coach K had made a change. Some straight <laughs> backs. Nah, nah, nah. But all right, so the difference is though, you got some basketball history. Elton Brand got drafted in like 98, 90, 98, 97. Kyrie only played 10 games. He, he got knew hurt. He, had. he knew what he, he had. Got hurt. He got hurt against us, uh, playing in New Jersey against Bully broke his foot. Played and then Zion, game. and then Zion, it's just, it's just unbelievable. So he didn't change his recruiting period. I mean, his um, recruiting process. You can't all. forget it's about Quinn. You can't forget about Quinn Cook. How you multiple NBA champion in, DC. The, in the NBA? PG he County. Won, he wasn't a one and done. That's my dude. We work out all the time. He's not a right. one and done. He was supposed to be a one and done though, uh, Mac. He was supposed to be. I, I don't know. He recruited he him as a one and done, but he didn't end up being a one and done. He wasn't a one and done, but 
what me and Ronnie was talking about, that Duke team look a lot different than the Duke team I played against. I tell you that. So, so speaking of teams that look a lot different than what they look like the year before, previous years, I'm gonna call them the Legion of Zoom, the Miami Dolphins. Messed around mm-hmm. and got the cheetah himself, Tyreek Hill. Came on, and he just joined the Dolphins. Acquired Tyreek Hill, uh, Raheem Morstead this year, uh, and they got Jalen Waddle on the offensive side of the ball. Mm-hmm. They are the fastest offensive football. Right now, period. My question to you guys is, is it all on tour right now? If he don't look like he look like at Alabama, we got to fire this man next year? Mm, no. No. Tua is going to need time to learn. Uh, he done had three years. No, no. But the, the speed of the game is about to change. They are literally... We are Gracie Teal, Teal and Orange Streaks running up and down the field on, on TV. <laughs> I mean... Tua's going to be able to drop back and just throw the ball as far as he can throw it, and he's going to have three guys running down there that could possibly catch him. You see what I'm saying? Uh, their, their game play is going to be so fast. Now, matter of fact, the NFL is already fast. The fastest game that you can play in the NFL, you, you have 200-plus pound guys flying around running 4.340s flying around, literally flying around hitting each other. It's the fastest game. Now they have the fastest team. The game is about to change. Miami said, okay, y'all can go get all the stars you want to, but I'm great put these guys in space, and we are great run past them, and that's what they great do. They're going to try it. Now, that's the thing about when you have organizations. You can try things, and if you, if you evolve the game, a good coach and a good organization will take your idea and evolve it even, and grow it even more. That's what Coach K did with Coach Cal's method. And that's why we have championships and Cal don't. Well, you got a, you, you got a new you got a new head coach in Miami right now, mm-hmm. which is, I think is, this, is is another conversation for another day. Mac, you the king bandwagon fan on the show right now. I know you love <laughs> Alabama. I still don't know why, but is it all on on, on Tua Talabangaloa, whatever his name is? I, I call him the Hawaii. My man Tua is it all on him this year to get it done in Miami. I I don't think so. Um... Over the past years watching, they say fast don't lie, but fast don't win. Cause it's a, it's an old coach saying, get back to my Ryan. You seen you, see, you, you seen the Chiefs play? My, my old Ryan saying, <laughs> right. it's like it's like play play fast, but don't be in a hurry. Right. Okay. And I, I think that's gonna be it's gonna be the adjustment that he has to understand and have. Tua has to learn. Yeah, Tua has to learn, and you don't learn that overnight, as what Pete's talking about. It takes time to understand that and learn that. You have the fast dude on the field. Is this have him go streaking every time, but you don't have to throw it every time. Right. I think I think that's what made Pat Mahomes is uh, successful. He had that option every time, but the also the first option to throw it right here. And I'm gonna do this. Having so many tools and having so many opportunity situations, you want to make the big play. You want to hear the boom, 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 the fireworks <laughs> going off. You get caught up in that, and that's why Tom Brady's so great. He does the small thing, and then at the end of the at the end of the, the drive, you heard a bum 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 bum. But being young, you don't understand that, and it takes time for you to get that. What do you think, Rodney? Well, Tua got more weapons than majority of the teams that are out there. Between Waddle, um, now they got Cheetah, Monster, 
or however you pronounce his last name. They got a nice tight end there as well. Like Gasecki, I think is his name. Oh, really? uh, Gasecki's an awesome tight end. Gise- right. So he, th- what did they do? They modeled the same style of play of what their AFC uh, Patriots did there in Kansas City. They trying to duplicate. What it's going to come down to now, the fans are going to, the, the fans are going to say to you, to answer your question, T, the fans are going to put it all on Tua, but we know we're going to see how good of a coach is the offensive coordinator is to put all of these pieces in place and see how well they can all be utilized. Because I can tell you right now, as a Washington Commanders fan, you ain't getting rid of your quarterback because you're going to be in the same situation that we in with a new quarterback here with Carson Wentz this year. You ain't, they ain't going to get, y'all ain't getting rid of Tua down there in South Florida. I don't want to hear it. That offensive coordinator will be gone before Tua will be. Well, well, yeah. shout out to Eric Bieniemy. I'm gonna give, I'm gonna kick it to you in a second, Pete. Shout out to Eric Bieniemy because sure. what he did, they didn't throw it deep every time. They got the ball to Cheetah in space where he can catch it and run. That's where I think they need to make the adjustment here. So, so Tyreek Hill can take the top off of defense for sure. Jalen Waddle can take the top off of defense for sure. But I can tell you now, Cheetah will catch the ball on a seven yard slant and take it to the crib and give you the deuces every single time if you can get in his hands. I think that that's what they was doing in Alabama. They didn't throw it deep all the time, but they got it into their playmaker's hands. And I think that's what we're going to see if the Dolphins can make that adjustment from a coaching perspective. And I think Eric Bieniemy, you'll see how creative he was to get Tyreek Hill the ball in the space where he can make a play. What, by the way, the, difference, the big difference is the quarterback in – in, in, in Kansas City is an all-time great. Mahomes is different. Right. He's better than Tua. So that's right. it. You, don't, you have a uh, lesser quarterback, but you got great weapons. Pete, what's it, better? The coaching it, or the it weapons? It don't, all right, Pete, before you go, it don't work like that. And Mahomes, he worth half a billion. <laughs> and, and, you, and you, the GM, you worrying about if you're going to sign him to an extension. That's a problem. He, he, he wasn't worth half a billion when he started. When he came into the league, Mac, he was a rookie. He got the ball. They got the ball to their playmakers. Not it was it wasn't Mahomes making the plays all the time. I know. Now but, Mahomes can make plays. But uh, no, he was making plays. He was making the right read. What you're saying is that the right read might not audible at the line and tell Holmes go down to tell uh, not Holmes. I'm thinking I'm thinking real old. Cheetah, cheetah. Yeah, yeah. Cheetah. Megan Tyre. I'm thinking uh, the other dude Holmes. What's the dude Holmes to play for Kansas City back in the day? Priest Holmes. Yeah, Priest Holmes. The running back. He was he was fast too. But it's the he won't, check he won't Tyreek Hill fast, but nah. he was fast. I get what you're saying. But Tyreek fast. It's what a lot of people don't understand. And I'm let Pete go. Tyreek Hill's fast because he had an other dude named Harmon on his team, who's the second fast player in the league too. He 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 was fast before Harmon showed up, though. Nah, yeah. he, what, he, he wasn't doing all this before. He, 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 got, he, got, a, he got Olympic speed, that. man. Because he ain't been in the league for three years. Exactly. Tyreek Hill, a six-time Pro Bowler, five-time Pro Bowler, man. Yeah, it took him seven years to get $30 million a year, though, huh? But he's been doing this for six Kansas, years. Kansas, That's the reason. Kansas City it's Chief. the reason. Well, because you got a quarterback you got to pay all the money to, Matt. You got a quarterback. You got you got a top-flight quarterback you got to pay all the money. See, look at what's happening in Green Bay. They All they received was gone because they had to pay uh, Aaron Rodgers, dog. Pete, what you well, my, well, my, well, before you answer that, Pete, my take mm-hmm. on, like, Aaron Rodgers, to me, is one of the, like, watching him, having watched him live, Aaron Rodgers is a, is, is, a, is a good quarterback. He's a 
top tier upper Great. echelon quarterback that makes receivers, right? Like he makes receivers. Devonte Adams is good, but he makes receivers. I can't. You know who who is a who is a great receiver that's gone to Green Bay, like like they leave Green Bay as great receivers, mm-hmm. but nobody mm-hmm. comes there as a great receiver. I think yeah. we you know we we overlooked that a little bit about where Aaron Rodgers has been able to get to the game. But I will yeah, say what, very quickly, Pete, I'm gonna hand it to you on mm-hmm. you know that that copycat down there in South Florida. I can put on that Versace shirt, T. You put on that Versace shirt. They don't. They don't lay the same on us. Like you can try to duplicate mm-hmm. what somebody else is doing, but it may not work for you. What works for one mm-hmm. may not work for somebody else. That is, is that part. And and when we're talking about it, I see. My, I, I like to think Miami's trying to go build Kansas City, 100%. a Kansas City S team in Miami. But they got to understand the NFC's not building fast teams. They building dominating teams on all three levels that's what the rams the AFC. Is. they built AFC. the nfc no the, the, NF- the, the nfc the rams okay. i'm talking about the teams on the nfc the bucks the rams and all of that and the dolphins are on the afc and those guys on the afc they're going for speed if you look at buffalo you look at baltimore you look at miami uh you look at you look at uh cleveland you you look at all the teams in the afc they play the game fast when the nfc they build super teams right and Patrick Mahomes was able to crack that code one time from the AFC right and then everybody wants to go two times I'm sorry two times and now everybody wants to go to the Kansas City way right that's that's not it you you can't just because like Rodney said just because it works for one organization does it mean that works for your organization Right, you pull the good out of it, which that's what Miami did. They went and got Tyreek Hill. They like, look, if we gonna build a team like Miami, we go get. I mean, build a team like Kansas City in Miami. We go get the biggest piece in Kansas City that we can get. We can't get Patrick Mahomes, but we have Tua, who's similar to. They have similarities, a lot of similarities, right? So then you go get. We we have Waddle, who's already fast, who like Shell was talking about. That's Miko Harvey. Right. Then you go get Tyreek Hill because you can't find anybody that fast. I, I'm a firm believer. Unless you go to the Olympics, you're not going to find anybody <laughs> that fast. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? So you go pull him. You already have the rest of the pieces in place. You just went and got the masterpiece. But it's going to take time. But at, but they also believe in Tyreek Hill to teach to him because Tyreek Hill is a winner. Miami's sure. not a winning or- organization, right? So you bring in him, and he has to now teach the young guy. Can Tyreek Hill do it? That's that's the question. But the one thing can that he, he can't, the one thing that he can't teach, and I would I would mm-hmm. love to see this stat in the two chips that Patrick Mahomes was able to win. Mm-hmm. How many times? What was the percentage of time on third down that Patrick Mahomes was directly responsible for achieving the first down over those right. two chips? Because Tua and Patrick Mahomes are not the same type of quarterback. When you talk about extending a play, when we all played out on the playground and there was that one elusive kid that you just couldn't get, they was throwing the ball before they got to the sidewalk. If you play sidewall tackle like I did, like they would get rid of the ball before they got to the south. Like that escapability, you can't put a number on that, on Matt. Yeah, like, that is. But you can escape every time when you have a dude run down the field and three people chasing him. 
There's no one in the box. You, you hope sure, that sure. that's the case. It's going to be the case with him. I'm going to show that's my gray I, beard, I, That's why I'm anxious to see how. I really think Patrick Mahomes is not going to be that good this year because losing that factor. We all play Madden video games. Right. I, 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 I have him run down the field every time just to make you go back. Then I can gain three or four yards. I've got to be good at big mm -hmm. play. Just that, just that threat is like, hey, watch your head now. Hey, it, it, be, it's, be, it's a be critical humble. loss. It's I'm going to show my gray loss, beard. No question. I'm going to show my gray beard. So in the NFL, great receivers make good quarterbacks great. Great quarterbacks make good receivers great. Let me give you some history here. Sterling Sharp made Don Mikowski great. Not a good quarterback. Sterling Sharp was great. He made Don Mikowski better. So Tom Brady, now when you get two great players playing together, Randy Moss and Tom Brady broke every record that existed in a single season. Great quarterback, great receiver. When you deal with a guy like Tyreek Hill, he's going to make two a better. He's going to make two a better just by being there. So you'll see uh, automatic improvement based on him being on the field, period. And I think what, what ends up happening is here, it may take some time to understand it. I, I get what you guys are saying. What I will say is Mahomes is a great quarterback that makes receivers great, too. So when you have Tyreek Hill, you have uh, the, the tight end there, Travis Kelsey, you got mm. a great quarterback, and you got great players around them. They're all great together. Kelsey's still going to have a great season. Mahomes still going to be great. He's going to make Juju Smith-Schuster better. He's mm -hmm. going to make Kate, uh, 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 Marquez uh, Valdez-Scantling better because he's mm -hmm. better because he's just a great quarterback. What you will see with Tyreek Hill, he's going to make uh, uh, Tua better just by being out there. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, It's going to come down to coaching at this point. All right, let's end it on this real quick. Ronnie's favorite quarterback, Ron Fitzpatrick. If he was on the Chiefs, you think that you, you think they would have the, you think they had the same result? Terrible. He's not. He's not a good quarterback. No, or, he didn't or, have or, 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 or Kirk Cousins. He got the same. He's not, a good, he's not a good quarterback either. He got weapons. He's got weapons. He he's got weapons in Minnesota. He is not a great quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. And I'll say this: the AFC okay. is built on great quarterbacks. The NFC is not. AFC got all the best quarterbacks. What makes Mahomes? What makes Mahomes? What makes real quick? Tell me, I'm the basketball guy, all football guy. What makes Mahomes a great quarterback? Because to me, a great quarterback is time management and all stuff. It ain't throwing the ball that far or whatever. The reason why I asked that question, Pete, is because we all saw the game against the Bengals. There's seven seconds left. They try to go for two or try to get the. I don't know. It's on two yard line. It's like nah, like we're gonna kick the field goal. But you make a play and it changes the whole momentum. That's not a great quarterback, right? All right. So what I'm, what I look at it is, in a situation, what makes a great quarterback is somebody who's able to take in everything that's going on at that moment and compete it that fast. That's why Tom Brady is who he is, you know. And that's why they say you have to put the work in, you have to put the study in. They were talking about Tom Brady the other day. I heard something. Tom, early in the season, early in Tom Brady's career, he tripped on a handoff because the offensive lineman stepped on his right foot, right? After that, Tom Brady never takes a, hand, never takes a snap to hand the ball off with both feet parallel. That's how a quarterback is supposed to start. He starts with one foot back. You see what I'm saying? So it's just small yeah, things yeah. like that. 
you know, small, small changes like that, but he's able to compute that and understand that situation in that moment and understand, oh, this is where I made the mistake. This is what I need to fix. Okay. And as a quarterback, when you come to the line, you look, okay, I see, I, I see my strong safety here. He's walking down in the box. That means my wide receiver might, might be able to run outside the numbers free. You see what I'm saying? Like, how, do I have the right play call or do I need the audible? Right. But you, then you take that and you understand that the defense is showing you one thing, but that might not be what's happening. But you also have to be smarter than 11 people and smart, the smartest of 10 more. Yeah, yeah. that's you what said, makes a great quarterback. No, that's what you said, what you describe as you, the best you, player you, all time. We ain't talking about Tom Brady. <laughs> Rodney, Rodney, we, we went no. to the game. We're talking about Russell Wilson. Rodney, how, how, will Russell Wilson fill those, fill those categories for you? Yeah, I think an NFL quarterback to the peak. I mean, I think the last point is a very pertinent point. You got to be smarter. You got to be smarter than all 11 people on the defense because they trying to come and rip your head off on every play. So you got to know and put your team in a position to make a play. But then you got to know where all of your people is going to be at on every play as well. For the most part, you got to know where they're going to be, particularly like your receivers or where the run play is designed to go. You may not know all the blocking. But getting your team in and out of the right play. So yeah, I think Russell Wilson is is you know the quarterback is going to be one of the smartest players on the field at any given time. Just knowing like how the how the play is designed to be run. But I can't tell you necessarily what a great quarterback looks like because I only know what bad quarterbacks look like because I've been in Washington for so long. So no, 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 when, no, when, I, when I when I watch a good quarterback, I'm like. We don't have that. Like what we have right now is that's not what we have. And a lot of that is around when you're watching a game, it's in a crucial moment and it's not throwing into double or triple coverage on third down instead of punting. It's it's little things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now I got you. We are, we all trying to be a quarterback. We're going to go to the quarterback himself. (laughs) So Mr. Mr. Uncle TT, go go on, give us a game on how to be a great quarterback. Well, it's very simple. To be a great quarterback, in my opinion, you make the right play, put your team in position to, to win, okay, and manage the game properly and make plays when you have to. I got one last question for you guys, and that is the Oscars. Sunday night, Oscars on tonight. We got the NCAA on tonight. Quick question. What is the best sports movie ever made mm. based on a true story? Based on a true story. Now, let me give you some time to think about it. We got we got we got a couple of movies to talk about. We got the League of Their Own. We got Remember the Titans. Okay, we got well Rocky clearly ain't one of those movies. We know that's the most <laughs> fiction, fiction we've ever seen in our life. But League of Their Own, Remember the Titans. You've got Miracle, that's been out. The Rookie, what is the Fighter, Million Dollar Baby. What is the uh, best sports blind movie? Side. Blind Side is on. Blind Side. What is, what what is the best sports movie based on the true story in y'all opinion? All right, real question. I need you to fact check this. Is um the Little Giants is that based off a true story or not? That's <laughs> definitely based on a true story. <laughs> Every little league football team that went through it. <laughs> Go ahead, Rodney. What you got? What you got, Rodney? Well, so I'm I'm trying to think. So I'm gonna give you my top three. Bad News Bears, because I grew up watching that when I was a little kid. Love me some Bad is that News Bears. True, is that based on a true story? I don't know. I just had to throw it in there for the context okay. of this conversation. Okay. Rem, 
Remember the Titans is a great movie, but I, the name is escaping me right now, but the actor was Ricky Schroeder. It was a boxing movie. The boxing, the, his dad was a boxer. It was a great movie. Oh, it's escaping my name, but I, it's the only movie that I've ever cried on. Oh, I was a little boy. I, I shed so many tears on that movie. I'm going to have to get the name while y'all are going over the other movies right now. Pete, Pete what you think? I don't know. This my, my all-time favorite sports movie is The Sandlot. I don't know if it's based on a true story, but I love The Sandlot. I built The Sandlot in my neighborhood when I was growing up in my granny's backyard because that was it. The Sandlot was it. I love The Sandlot movie. I love the storybook ending. I love everything about that movie. Uh, as, a, as a coach's perspective, Coach Carter's my favorite movie. Oh, good one. What, what, what coach, you like, coach, man? Coach. Yeah, yeah. I had Coach Carter. I'm giving my top three. So I got Friday Night Lights. Great I movie. I don't know how y'all forgot about that one. Oh, yeah. Then I'm going to mm-hmm. go with uh, Above the Ramp. I'm pretty sure I got some truth to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my bad news, man. That's solely entertainment. And I, I got to have the truth to that. And then I'm, then I'm also go with uh, he got game. Mm. And, okay. and got into that too. Yeah, a lot of truth. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's a lot my of fiction too. Yeah, besides but, that, that's why I said uh, the little giants. Hey, I was talking about movie. that this weekend. I, I need one. Hey, at, at get everybody right. Uh, that's right. That's your movie. That's your movie. And I just started. I just started my box. I, I just started my boxing movie that made me shed a tear when I was just a young boy. The Champ. If you've never okay. seen it, add The Champ to very emotional, touching movie. So, yeah, and, and you want to have, have some comedy to you. The Replacements is up there too. As well. <laughs> Great movie. That's a movie about the strike. <laughs> awesome movie. Awesome movie. I'm going to tell you the movie that I hated the most and then the one I thought the best. I hated Rudy. Rudy's a true story. Oh, Rudy, a was a, Rudy was a great... Is that, the, is that, that. Rudy... I, I never Notre watched Dame. Notre Dame in my life. Yes. Notre Dame, no. Notre Dame Rudy. Rudy was yeah. good. Rudy was awful. That was a good movie. In real life, Rudy was an awful man. He was an awful <laughs> player. Great movie, <laughs> but just an awful, awful human. And a terrible football player. Let me start there. Uh, the Blind Side, great movie. But I will say Hoosiers, when we talk basketball, Hoosiers was an awesome movie based on a true story. My number one of all time is Remember the Titans. T.C. Williams, growing up in Virginia. T.C. Williams, Virginia, I watched him you gotta play give it up. All day to VA, you know I rep VA heavy, so does Rodney. We watched T.C. Williams coming out and beat Hampton High School growing up as kids. Listen, that school integrated in the mid-70s, and they were great. That team was great up until the early 80s, early 90s, still winning state championships. I love Denzel. You know, that's our guy. But but I thought it was an awesome movie. I actually cried in that movie. Right side, left side. So that's my favorite <laughs> all-time uh, movie based on a true story. Shout out to all the Oscar winners tonight. Sunshine. You, you got, you got, you <laughs> got, got me thinking, y'all. What y'all think about the program? Because that's another one of my favorite movies. If oh, But I don't know if it's movie. based on a true story. <laughs> what? Oh, they said awful Terrible. movie. Oh. I'm, I'm going to have to add it to the list, Pete. I'm going to have to look it up. You know, I'm, I'm, Blue, I, I, Blue Chips I, was awful, too. Oh, Blue yeah. Chips was awful. I like the actors in Blue Chips because they had Penny and think, Shaq. You, know. you think Shaq can act? Is that what you're saying, Pete? Yeah, Shaq. Shaq I like, I like, I'm a Shaq fan. 
He did make his exam. He did make his exam. Yeah, I think he might got an Oscar and he got a Grammy. And and he's a Hall of Fame basketball player. That that album was great. Shaq's first album was great. You can't stand the rain. One of my favorite songs. Biggie Smalls made a made made a made a cameo on that. But that's gonna be it for right now, guys. That's a game within the game. We had a fun with y'all tonight. Listen. Join us every week. We drop in every week. We got Shelvin Mac. Mac, I will I will say this before we leave. We're proud of you, brother. You're kicking some butt out there on CBS. You're killing it, my man. We're loving you on TV. We're gonna be watching you. Everybody that's listening, please take a look at the final four. My man, our man, Shelvin Mac gonna be on there giving some bad picks once again. But we love you. We're so glad you. He is giving us great, some bad picks. Terrible. Hey, I mean, God, hey. But but be honest, be honest, Mac. All them everybody, all them hey, hey, making them hey, bad hey, picks. Hey, hey, Mac. Everybody else making them bad picks too. But you are our favorite. <laughs> Let me tell you that now. Yeah. You're an awesome job, brother. We love you, my man. Everybody, check out our man Mac on CBS. He's killing it right now. You look great. You sound great. You're doing an awesome job. I just want to thank the Bluegrass Bad Boy Coach Petey. The VA, the the VA's finest, Rodney Bowens, and my main man, 50 Grand Shelvin Mac, for, for joining us tonight. It's a game within the game. Guys, join us. We love y'all. Peace. Peace. Hey. You ain't it. <laughs>